Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. Hi, hello, what's up, my Almost Sports enthusiast? It's an Almost Sports Thursday program. My name's Jason Dick. That's my guy, C.J. Morgan. What's up, baby? Man, start, started the show yesterday with Fantasy Talk. Mm-hmm. Starting it today with Fantasy Talk. I, I oh. opened my laptop to realize none of my waiver acquisitions had gone through. What do you mean they yesterday. had gone through? What do you? What do I you guess do? I didn't hit save or send or whatever, and CJ. I just I closed it yesterday when we left. It, it's all right. I'm zero three in that league. Oh. I'm joining you in the, how, in the basement in that specific league. Can I expect you to be a, a professional, a worthwhile commissioner of our fantasy football league? If you can't even operate your own team, okay, you got to oversee the entire league. You league, you can't even operate your own one. That's because I'm so involved in the in the day to day operations of the league and oh. and you know there's meetings. You're letting your own team say you're sacrificing your own team. I sure. see for the sure. good of them. Okay, good. Uh, all right, lots to get to on the program today. Texas, West Virginia, re- revenge game or get back on the right track game for the Longhorns. Damn well better uh, be. There's Thursday night football on your television box tonight or. Your radio machine, you can listen to Dolphins at Bengals right here on 1027 ESPN Radio. Uh, There's more drama on the Live Golf Tour, but I would not be doing this job correctly if I didn't start here. It finally happened yesterday. Coolio died. You guys think I was going to do the base? I'm never starting baseball things on this show. Of course not. All right. Rest in peace, Coolio. 59 years old. Who was who was Coolio to you, CJ? I mean, there was a moment where I feel like he was okay. I'm gonna say Weird Al is probably where I remember the yeah. most because of uh, I used to listen to the Doctor Demento radio show every Saturday. The Doctor Demento radio. I'd get show. up early, and it was all just parody songs like that. But okay. there, there was a hot minute where suburban white kids only knew about rap because Coolio was it. Like right. he was, and and not just like a a kind of goofy fun rapper like LL Cool J. Like he was serious and mm. mean and had a straight face. Coolio was serious, but LL Cool J was a goofy fun rapper. He's a fun guy. Yeah, mm. come on. I don't. Yeah, that, I mean, probably you're probably right. Uh, Coolio uh, and didn't. I feel like we or you just talked about him <laughs> recently, right? On, uh, maybe on your other show. So uh, yeah, Coolio found dead yesterday on the bathroom floor of his friend's house in Los Angeles. Uh, the cause of death is unknown. Some funny people on the internet will say the curse of Jason Dick is real. And you, that's right. <laughs> I just saw Coolio, quite possibly his last performance uh, at Riot Fest. He was performing at Riot Fest. Uh, four o'clock uh, in the afternoon. That's not a way to treat a rap legend. Make him play at four, four o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, me and my Riot Fest crew wandered over, watched him play a few songs. It's kind of it's kind of eerie now because like he was literally starting a song and he was he was dedicating it to all of the the fallen rappers and he started listing a bunch of the easy mother F and E. He said yeah. Nipsey Hussle, Biz Marquee, DMX. He knew. He knew that he, he was on his way. He knew that he was next. Um, 
Yeah, and then we walked off because Juliana Theory was playing at the adjacent stage, and I was like, this is an emo festival. What are you doing here, Coolio? Uh, he yeah. was being emo. About- Gangster- <laughs> uh, Gangster's Paradise uh, won the Grammy for Best Rap Solo Performance in 1995. Uh, it's so gangster, it will make Michelle Pfeiffer turn her chair around backwards. That's I know. how you know she's I- the cool teacher. God, that was... She's the- you so- know, I never saw that. What is it? Dangerous Minds? Yeah, I thought it was kind of cringe. I guess even at my age then, I I was able to pick up that this is kind of pandery. Hey, kids, I know you want to grow up to be gangbangers, but stay in school. Is that the message? Dude, I haven't seen it since that year. I mean, that that song was the only reason that movie was probably thought about. And that that was back in the day when when they would do the music videos... Would incorporate scenes the, the from movie the movie stuff, yeah. right? Would also be in there, yeah. Uh, he was just fifty nine years old. I know that seems way too young to die, fifty nine. But in gangster rapper years, fifty nine. I mean, that's like two hundred. You made right? it, yeah. I, I know the the numbers are skewed now because the Snoop Dogg is making cookbooks and hanging out with Martha Stewart, and he's going to live to be a million years old. But like, but. Back in my day, CJ, gangster rappers, like you, you weren't going to make it. If you made it to 59, that's hey like man, two, two lifetimes. Grew up listening to Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we grew up listening to Biggie and Tupac, but both of us went to the same spot. Uh, the first thing that I saw, thought, thought of when I was like, oh, Coolio's dead. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, he, I take a look He at inspired my the best Weird Al song of all time, right? But that's Perhaps. Amish yeah. Paradise? I mean, it's great. And he was pissed about it, allegedly. Julio didn't like Amish oh, Paradise? Oh, yeah. I did not know he, that. Be, I think he didn't. I mean, I would have to find this audio. It's been a long, long time. But I think he did an interview where he just kind of said, "This, I'm I'm rapping about something very serious uh-huh. and and meaningful of where I come up from. You don't think Weird Al? And then you have Weird Al. Taking seriously the, the Amish lifestyle, the chorns, raising barns, milking milking cows. It's all... Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe, perhaps not the the most fitting tribute for Coolio. Rest in peace, man. Let me ask you this: uh, Do the do the braids go in in the ground with him? Uh, they, Famous for the way he had the cool b- braids, Coolio but, but he was kind of losing his hair. Well, I will tell you that. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, at Riot Fest I saw him, and he still had a couple poking out the top of his hat, and then he took his hat off to wipe his sweat, and it, they're, they're just part of the hat. He's, he had a braids hat. Coolio is <laughs> so yeah. flipping bald, he did not have braids anymore. He just had a braids hat. But, like, yeah, tell the mortician, like, you know, stick some braids on my guy, right? Yeah, sure, right. why not? Okay. And I, I just uh, double-checked. The, the big part of the controversy was uh, Coolio said that Weird Al didn't ask permission to make a parody, oh. and so that's... What started okay. the the beef? I guess that's, I guess that's the thing. Uh, okay, time for our now recurring segment. Did Aaron Judge hit his sixty first home run yet? Yes, yes. <laughs> this has been. Did Aaron Judge hit his sixty first home run yet? Uh, yeah, finally happened uh, last night versus the Toronto Blue Jays. And the three two, drilled deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number sixty one. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit 
in a single season in American League history. That's a legendary voice of the New York baseball Yankees, Michael Kay, who I am in no position to tell how to broadcast, how to call a game. You ever heard of laying out a little bit, buddy? All right? Yeah. This is a very important moment, and you're, it's, you're, it's as if he's narrating the asterisk that goes with this Aaron Judge Correct. record-breaking home run because I, I it's also, not really a record-breaking home run. He also doesn't do yeah. the, uh, like the Vince Scully used to do the thing where he would use dramatic pauses, and then you would hear the, the crowd noise yes. would get louder. Let and the then, cr- crowd tell and the then, story. And then he would come back and say something like really profound. And, and the Scully's brevity was was amazing. He would use very short yes. amount of words. Say less, and Michael like, Kay. Say less. But uh, he did uh, explain away the, 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 the interesting situation. I don't know why I'm all upset about that. I'm not upset. It's baseball things. And I'm like, it's football season. Why are we talking about baseball, Aaron Judge? It's not the record, Okay. The record is 73 home runs by Barry Bonds. So, uh, he's a cheater. Uh, sure. A bunch of other. Mark McGuire hit 70, 65. 70, Sammy Sosa hit 66. Hit, hit, hit 60 something uh, three times. But uh, <laughs> the American League record is 61. Those guys are all National League players. Baseball, knock it off, okay? It's one league. It's Major League Baseball. Yeah. All right? Even though you still have the dumb things where rules are different in one <sighs> league versus the other. I mean, I. I Emmett Smith is the NFL's all-time leading rusher, right? He hadn't lost that record yet. Uh, it, it was all in it. Who's the AFC's leading rusher? Nobody cares. We're not going to credit do, that. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no American League-only record. And you only celebrate that record on the way to assuming the overall record's going to be overtaken. Also, uh, I still think it's important. I'm, look, I like it. Don't I, get me wrong. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's really badass that you hit 61 home runs, Aaron Judge. I'm impressed. Uh, am I a little, uh, also little side eyeing you? Because who knows? Who knows what different people are taking and what's not testable or whatever, right? Sure. He's like 20 home runs clear of the second guy. When there's smoke, there's fire, and this seems a little <laughs> smoky to me. CJ. A little bit. A little bit smoky. I'm just disappointed that he kind of had a. He's he's had this recent slump because he was on fire, and I think I predicted 65. You said 67. Did really, I say 67? You did, and really no. the goal should have been 69. But uh, nice, nice. <laughs> but now there's only uh, there's only seven games left. I mean, yeah, he could so. still catch fire again. I think has he been slumping? Or I saw a thing yesterday. Gambling is just great, guys. If since he hit home runs uh, number 60, if you just bet him to walk in every single at bat. You'd be up forty-one units because he's walked so many times. Sure, yeah, which is trash. I, I mean, when they cut into the Texas game, I, I did like that that Boston pitcher, their rival, the their nemesis, the Yankees. He was pitching to him. He was right. not. He was not trying to walk him. I mean, he was. He was right. giving him some ones that could have easily been, you know, instead of fouled out, could have could have gone the the yard. Mm-hmm. But. I I don't know. Um, yeah. I was I was more excited yeah. to to get a little higher, but well, now only what, seven uh, left. What did, what happened when they cut into the Texas? Oh yeah, he struck out. He struck, struck out. out. Yeah. Did we, did and they then c- the guy after him had a two run homer. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, right after. Did ESPN cut into all of the their programming? Did, have we seen every at bat since since then? All those walks? I only I did. Pro- I'm, I'm only upset about the Longhorn one. Don't cut into the middle of the Longhorn game. If you're a opposing game. pitcher. Do you walk him, or do you want to be like, I'll get my name in that record book, too? To be part of history? Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say, yeah, try to try try to get every batter out. 
don't you don't want to be part of that history, right? Uh, also, yeah, is he part of history yet? Look, we're going to talk about this ball and where this ball wound up. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation for my man Frankie Lasagna. You know about Frankie Lasagna? Uh, yeah. You do know Frankie Lasagna. Uh, but who cares about home run 61 if he hits 62 tonight, right? Or if he hits 65 in a week. If he Which missed. ball's more important? I mean, it's I the record-setting ball, right? This one got dropped, though. This but. one's only a tie. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the unfortunate situation for one Frankie Lasagna. He is a a Blue Jays fan, a Toronto restaurateur, who I guess he is a notable Blue Jays guy. I don't know if people know of the legend of Frankie Lasagna. I and mean, if he's got that nickname. He said he specifically bought the ticket in the front row in left field because that would give him the best chance to catch a home run of, ball. Of catching, you know, specifically the Aaron Judge home run ball because we, we've discussed there's auction houses, memorabilia experts who have said this ball – could be worth $150,000. Uh, and so Frankie Lasagna buys a ticket left field front row says that's what I'm going to I'm going to catch the catch it right there. Brought his glove to the game and <sighs> he brings his glove to a baseball game guy. Don't be that you guy. You know what? I I don't know. It's all right for kids, okay? okay. You're a grown man. Fair enough, but You're we grown man. we had this debate when uh you know when us radio guys used to go throw out the first pitch at oh. the uh, Dell Diamond. Did you go out there with a glove on? I ended up Don't. not doing it because yeah. I, I felt like it was nah. the same as if you wear cowboy boots and tuck your jeans into it. <laughs> but all week I'd been practicing pitching to throw out the first pitch, and I had my glove, and I felt like that was some what of a balance or part oh. of my mechanics. It's but, just like I mean, it, it's part of that. It feels natural at that point. Correct. I've uh, you know it did, during pandemic times when there was no sports, I remember watching cornhole on ESPN. Yeah, man, I love it. <laughs> and there's several of the profession. Are they professional? Professional cornholers, cornhole players, corn. Uh, who they toss the bags? They just have a a, a cup of water in their or hand. Your, your beer. Well, yeah, they're to so, balance you because they're so used to they've they've learned to play the game. They've learned to toss the bags while always having a beer in their hand. Yes, and I don't know once exactly you make the it same. to major league cornhole if they let you bring a beer out there. But yeah, all several of them had some sort of a beverage just in their hand because that's how it the, feels. How you learn it balances you. It's yeah, just, I, I usually practice keep, with your glove on. If I don't have a beer in my right hand, I keep the other bean bags and it helps it's ah, just i don't know but good one. I, I didn't bring that's my glove good. but you're you saying you're saying there. don't don't bring your glove to the you game know guy and now frankie lasagna i've been busting on you but i just saw this quote in the story quote i would never ever bring a glove other than this situation turns out i needed a bigger one end quote so yeah he knows not to be a grown man wearing a glove at least he didn't um, eat it and flop over the rail <laughs> man that- yeah they hit the home run it's going right at him he leans over the rail but he can't get his big frankie lasagna belly over enough and it goes off the tip of his glove actually ricocheted down into the blue jays bullpen um here this is i i have we have the audio of uh this is uh some sort of local broadcast they're watching the replay and uh, talking about poor Frankie Lasagna. That fella in the Blue Jays jersey came to the game. Maybe he's hoping to catch the ball. Maybe not. Maybe it's a coincidence he's sitting there. Look how close he came. He oh. got a glove on it, Buck. He's hey. 5'10". If he were 6'1", he'd have had that. He can't believe it. He threw his glove back. Oh. He is sick. 
You come to a ball game and out of the, all the seats you could possibly sit in, he was sitting in the right seat. His arm wasn't long enough. Oh, what a heartbreak. He is not happy. And you can bet. He got his glove on it and just couldn't make the play. Who is that Buck Martin? Did they let anybody on a broadcast now? <laughs> look, look at you and I. Oh, they yeah. couldn't get it. What a heartbreak. He uh, couldn't. We're, we're busting on Frankie Lasagna for not being tall I enough mean, now. I mean, if wow. you're a sports fan, it's one sad thing to miss that ball so embarrassingly. It's probably fun to get the notoriety and stuff, but if you're a Jason Dick money gambling I was going to say, you don't, you don't think Frankie Lasagna's out there with his glove and his custom seat because he wouldn't want sports memorabilia. He wants 150 he wants, Gs, man. Exactly. Yeah, that that is a kick in the pants just to see... Literal cash, yeah, rolling out of your glove onto the floor. Now here, it, the, the, it it went into the Blue Jays bullpen. Whose ball is this? It was picked up first by bull, uh, Blue Jays bullpen coach Matt Bushman, uh, who eventually one of the pitchers from the Yankees bullpen came over and said, "Hey, can I have that ball?" And he just gave it to him. Eventually, it was uh, got back to the Yankees equipment uh, equipment manager, locked up for safekeeping. Uh, Mr. Yeah, you can't, if Mr. Bushman, if I'm a bullpen coach, I don't know what I'm earning, but I'm going to take the $150,000 bonus. I would guess there's some sort of rules about... You're not allowed some, to keep some, it? Some kind of Pete Rose clause in some way where, yeah, you can't keep and sell your own oh, memorabilia. No. I, I would be... I, if I, You know what? That's a good idea. Also, Could how, I catch on as an equipment manager somewhere and I'm just... how Other than just scouts honor... How do you know that ball's that? Do they still do the thing where they put a microchip? And you know how in some sports they were. They... Uh, when was it? Was it the Barry Bonds one? Was that too long ago? I remember they were putting some sort of like black light hologram type thing on it so that they could verify that, yeah, it was in fact the ball uh, that, that broke the record. I don't know. Maybe somebody did pull a, an ultimate switcheroo. Who, who knows? Also, I don't think it, the ball doesn't sell it today, man. Whoever's going to, I guess Aaron Judge and the Yankees are going to have it because as soon as he hits 62, nobody cares about that, 61, that right? Yeah. That ball's over. Unless you're a collector that wants both. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Wants all the balls. All of them. A real ball hog. Just gobble them up. <laughs> okay, that'll That's end that jokes. segment. That's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about football, please. When we return, Jason, CJ, Almost Sports just underway. Hold on. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. It's Jason Dick, CJ Morgan, and you as well, listener. Anytime you want to get in here, 512-834-1027 is the phone number at ES, at Almost ESPN Radio on Twitter. Uh, that's going to be very important later because Thursday's draft, draft day. day. Heck yes. Told you I'm running out of steam for Hot Take Rodeo Wednesdays, but Draft Day Thursday? You get excited because you're, you're our undefeated. My favorite thing. We're going to do a draft of things. Uh, straight up noon today, I told not producer of the show, my work wife, Nick Hajda, to come draft some things with us. I don't want to tell you the topic yet. I told you, CJ. but uh, Nick, Secret. Nick said of that topic, he said, I literally want to spend zero minutes thinking about that. I think so, it's fun. Yeah, I, I like it. He hates fun. That guy hates he fun. He does hate fun. I don't know what he, his... I don't know what his problem is. He hates fun. That's it. Thursdays are draft days on the Almost Sports program and the start of week four in the NFL season, Thursday night football. Uh, Tonight we get a good one. We get a good one. I think they fixed the, you know, they've traditionally given us the most absolute garbage matchups for Thursday night football, but now they're getting all that sweet, sweet Amazon money. And they're like, oh, yes, Mr. Bezos, we'll give you some good games. 
I don't know, last week it was Mitchell Trubisky v. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> uh, but tonight, a good one. You get the undefeated Miami Dolphins at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, it could be a barn burner. This yeah. has what I call scary fantasy implications. Lots of very important fantasy players in here. Absolutely. I hate score a lot of points. I hate having fantasy guys on Thursday night because I, I never you never know what's going to happen in there. But, yeah, it could – uh, hopefully, let's. I don't have anyone on either team, so that's what's oh, scary. Is is this is a uh, this can be a shootout? It, it, I yeah. mean, just look at what the Dolphins have done the last couple of games. I think Bengals are going to get back on track easily. Yeah, fantasy implications. So hold on, you said the Bengals are going to get back on track. Yeah, I mean the the Dolphins just came off of what's probably the upset of the season, right? Yeah, they beat the, the Bills, the, the Buffalo Bills. We thought were the best team in the, in football. They're three and zero. The Miami Dolphins are. Uh, the game is in Cincinnati. Would you wager a guess, CJ? Unless you already know, I what, don't. what is the point spread for the game? Who is the favorite to win tonight? It's got to be. It's got to be Cincinnati. Five point mm-hmm. five. See, uh, 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 CJ, you like to allege that you don't know that you're new to the gambling world. That I'm infecting you with this degen spirit. You're a smart guy. Okay, I yes, try. it's got to be Cincinnati. But Miami's three and zero. Cincinnati's at home. Cincinnati is at home. Uh, They are one and two and have lost to Cooper Rush and Mitchell Trubisky this season. Two bad games. Um, But, yeah, they are only three and a half point favorites. So I guess that's respect being shown to the Dolphins. But yesterday we did the the ESPN's power rankings. I guess that was Tuesday. Had Miami as as number one. They, they, they're they, the best team in the NFL, and now they're a three-point dog to a team that's one and two and lost to Cooper Rush. Listen, they beat my Super Bowl favorite, the Buffalo Bills. That was that was a solid game, but the other two have just been kind of wackadoodle winning. It, it I, mean, I, I don't know. They beat Baltimore too. That's, I mean, they they pulled off a crazy comeback. Yeah, uh, yeah they they beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. They beat the Bills and and, and Josh Allen. In between that, they beat. Oh no! Week one, they beat the uh, New England Patriots. That one probably don't need to write home about that one. Uh, but yeah, if they look, I'm I I like Kansas City. Excuse me, I like Cincinnati in this game. But if I am if I'm trying to say that the Dolphins are the best team in football, get out of here! How can they be a dog? Uh, I guess did they did they? It took all of their effort. It was in that South Florida heat. We got to play on a short week. Are they going to be run down for thir- Thursday night football? Nah. I don't buy that either. All mm-hmm. right. You're a professional athlete. You have four days off. Okay? I think you're fine. Does my whole lower hemisphere it hurt right now from two and a half hours of pickleball last night? Yes, it does. But I'm not a professional athlete. All I right? got a massage last night and I'm hurting from that. <laughs> you're hurting from a massage? I, yeah. I'm sore. I mean, I guess that's good. That's what. Is that you good? Should- be feeling. I gotta. I tell them anytime uh, if I'm being massaged, I'm like, "Hey, man, knock it off, okay? The, the less pressure. Don't. I, I'm not trying to impress anybody here. You're hurting me. You're hurting me. And yeah, if I walk away sore, I'm mad. This, I'm supposed to be unsore from. Oh, I'll be massage. sore for one day and fine the rest of the week. Hmm. And then the the beat down of radio and these crappy <laughs> chairs will come back and everything will be tense and and worse. Yeah. But yeah, they're you're right. They're professional players. They have those ice bathtubs. The you ever done one of those? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. It's, no uh, way, man. No way. It's 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 hard, but it it does what it's supposed to do. Like there's a reason it's such it, a big it, thing. It fixes your aching muscles. Is that what it's supposed to do? I'm not even sure. It sends your body into shock, and it produces yeah. something that 
repairs something. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a radio. I feel host, like it, almost it, it, it makes my penis run up and run for the hills into my body. And I oh, everything know, does if, do that. What and if then it can't find its way out, man? What if it never comes back? I don't know. What's gonna... I can't see mine because of my stomach, so I don't care. It's... <laughs> Uh, is it the same thing? Uh, you know, have you ever done the, the the cryotherapy thing? Yeah, it's supposed to be similar. You remember uh, Antonio Brown like froze his feet off doing that, right? I think so. I think he messed up his yeah. feet. Uh, Don't do that. He did go, so many go to other a reputable, dumb, reputable establishment. Did so many other dumb goofball things Antonio Brown did after that that now I, is I he don't totally still, remember. He could still get picked up by a team, right? I'm Cowboys. I'm surprised. Well, well with. The status of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their receiving core last week where Tom Brady was without Mike Evans, without Chris Godwin, Julio, Julio Jones, Jones was not hurt. there, Gronk is still retired. I mean, that's the last time we saw him, right? Was He was throwing his shoulder pads uh, and, and walking off the field as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I don't think he's suspended. Yeah, I would presume that he can he can play, but if the Bucs don't want him, I don't know who's going to want him. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, we did mention this was a possibility, and the NFL has confirmed if they have to move the game oh, uh, Sunday night, yeah. the game of the week, probably uh, Kansas City uh, Chiefs uh, at Tom Brady and the Buccaneers Sunday night football. The future uh, and the past. The contingency site, if they have to leave Tampa because of the hurricane, uh, they are going to play it at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. As of right now, they say that they are still planning to play at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, but the Bucks have already left there. <laughs> They've evacuated. They're practicing in Miami. Uh, the uh, the Vikings are gone. They're playing in London this week. Thanks as always, NFL, for a sweet ass eight thirty a.m. Yeah, Sunday remember to set your London all your game. betting, all your fantasy stuff. Off. Do it Saturday Knock night. It off, man. Um, why Minneapolis? Because it's empty, I guess. Yeah, because it's a newish stadium. It's it, uh, Minneapolis is lovely this time of but year. But also, wouldn't wouldn't New Orleans be the choice? Because it's I kind of thought it's, well, and, and cl- closer closer to. I mean, Tampa is the one. Uh, you're already getting beaten down by the the hurricane out there. Uh, but they're losing a home game. I presume that they still collect all of the ticket revenue. But in terms of home field advantage. Shouldn't the Bucks be able to choose like where they want to go? Yeah, I I will pick where this game is being. Maybe played. that's why it's not New Orleans because it's a division rivals home oh, stadium. So that right, could be that's a, a good point. Well, because yeah, the people of New Orleans probably hate the Bucks. How how do the and Tom Brady? Absolutely. How do the people of Minneapolis feel about it? They're kind people. Oh no, They're nice. Is this a eight three four one zero two seven? Is the phone number? Uh, we have uh, assigned the almost sports listeners the title fact checkers. Is, is this the number one fact checker? It literally says one. Uh, hello, Edward Clements. Hello there, fellas. Hello, CJ. Eddie. Hello, Jay. Hi. Hey, How are you? Good, How man. Is? What's up, dude? Just, we we I, must I, have said something wrong if we're getting a phone call from Ed Clements. Oh, no, no, no. I just got off the Steve Sarkeesian Zoom oh. meeting today. And I oh. want you guys to be the first to know. Hot scoop. The starting quarterback for Saturday's game will be against West Virginia. Okay. Okay. He's not saying. Oh. oh, Ed, Ed, I really thought you had something. I Damn it, you got too. us. Well, again, he said he's not going to tell anybody. Yeah. So, which, I don't know. I don't know what, it, what what that means. I think Quinn is definitely better. I think he trusts Hudson Card. Uh, I get the sneaking feeling that we're going to see a little Quinn Ewers on Saturday night against 
West Virginia. I, I really do, fellas. Your thoughts on that? Um, look, I've said as soon as he is healthy, if we are still convinced that he is the man the for the job, which I've only seen him play, what, three quarters of football? So I don't know really anything about Quinn Ewers. I'm pretty positive Hudson Card is not the man for the job. Uh, but as soon as he's healthy, then yeah, put put him put him in the game. But I mean, we were so the the reports that it was going to be a month, six weeks were just wrong. Like I thought Oklahoma was the first shot, no matter what. But there, he's been suiting up every week. I guess he he possibly could have played last we week. I I think you wait till Oklahoma. I think Hudson Card has done a respectable job managing the game. I don't. You can't put Hudson Card out there to tackle players on third and long or <laughs> stop them on fourth down. Uh, um, I think you wait until Quinn Ewers is 100%, not 85, not 90. Mm. You you wait until he is absolutely ready to go. I I'm just want to be more cautious with that. CJ, I'm in your camp too. I'm in your camp because I, I don't want him to go out there and take a freaky hit against West Virginia where that left shoulder, the clavicle, gets injured again and is out longer time. I think Hudson we've seen it happen so many times. We've seen yeah. it. Tony Romo, yeah. perfect example. Yeah. yeah, I just think I think Hudson Card is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but you don't have to be a great quarterback to defeat West Virginia. Texas is favored by nine for a reason. Texas has better players. Texas mm-hmm. has great skill players on offense. The bottom line for me on Saturday night, it's not the quarterback position; it's the linebackers and safety for Texas. Because JT Daniels is, what, he's about 27 years old. Steve Sarkeesian tried to recruit him out of high school back in California during the day. They've got two guys that are Mike Leach guys, Neil Brown, the head coach, and Graham Harrell. Graham Graham Harrell knows how to take care of Texas. He he does. And I think think we we all focus on the offense so much. And I've said all week on the the show 4-6 to with Beto, just give – Give Bijan the damn ball. Yeah. Run the, the yeah. Ball that's that's perform. We should be a running team. We have two running backs that are incredible. Roshan could be the number one guy on on probably any other Big Twelve team alone. Like where where's our running game exactly? Exactly. And, you know, you know, fellas, we have three. Keelan Robinson is quality yeah. back there too. I just I just think it's going to be a shootout. I'm saying that, you know, I am Jay Dick. I'm a bad prognosticator sometimes, but I just think (laughs) there's going to be a lot of points scored because JT Daniels is humming the ball. We saw that against Pitt. We've seen that in the last few weeks. You know, they had the hiccup against Kansas, but I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game. And remember, fellas, West Virginia is the only Big 12 school with a winning record against Texas. They're the only school in the Big 12, so they've had the number for the Longhorns for the past few years, but can Texas win? Yeah, and one thing Steve said at the beginning of the news conference, he said, you know, it's a lot of you guys out there have been saying doom and gloom. We lost Alabama uh, late, and then we lose to Tech in overtime. He says it's not that bad. He said we would have the same feeling about this game if we were 4-0 instead of 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that bad for Texas. I do think there are question marks on the dang defense, especially in the middle of the field where it looked like Tech was doing doing big things in the middle of the field. So... I just think it's going to be a shootout, and I, I'm with you, CJ. I'd like to see HUD card, uh, and don't don't press the matter with Quinn Ewers. Yes, don't press if he's it. going to be your guy, let him slowly. 
become the guy. Edward yeah. Clements, who does it better? Fresh off of the Sark press conference, wanted to give us the scoop. Thank you so much, Ed. Uh, did hey. did Coach hey. Steve address uh, his real estate situation? You see, he listed his <laughs> home for sale. I didn't see his real estate. Oh, so what is yeah, his? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, we have the address. It's not a thing, okay? But you know how I operate, Ed. I'm not a real journalist like yourself. Uh, lose to Tech on Saturday. List your home for sale on Tuesday. Things Ooh. that make me go, hmm. Uh, I guess he's been trying to sell it on one of those fancy rich guy private listing sites since August, and nobody has bought it. Uh, but, yeah, it's a five-bedroom, six-bath, 5,300 square feet in Rolling Wood. Uh, $7.5 million. Uh, can you uh, spot me some of the Ben Clements inheritance? We'll go in on this thing and oh, buy, yeah. buy Sark's house. Touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, <laughs> Texas. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, how how how, how big is that house? 50, it's huge. 5,300 square feet. His realtor, they, they just bought it in April of 21, and his realtor said he got in there and then he realized that he, he needed... Other thing, what was it? Was specifically like he's bringing in more space to entertain recruits, recruits and alumni, alumni. and so he needs a, a, a different, bigger space for for that. You know, you you talk about that, and Mac Brown, when he was head coach, he had a he had a home over there in Pemberton, which is very Tony, and it was like within two miles of campus, and he could have recruits over all the time out in Rollingwood. He can't do the same thing. Well, I say that with no, probably no rules, but. One thing at at Fort Worth, get get this. What gets get, guess what TCU did? Sonny Dykes bought a home near Colonial Country Club, one of the great clubs in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then the house next door is for sale. TCU bought that house and built like a pavilion, outdoor pavilion by the pool, where Sonny can entertain uh, players and recruits because it's, it's within two miles of the campus. So that's that's the okay. deal. That is the deal now. And I think with the NIL stuff and really no no rules, it's kind of wild wild west. I'm mm-hmm. sure. They're going to get Steve or help Steve get a house where there's a big area around a pool or a meeting room or some fancy deal for recruits. Yeah. It's all keeping up with the Joneses. Right. It's like the uh, the Cowboys did with the White House back in the day. You guys, uh, you know what? Different situation. <laughs> Completely uh, different. Hey man, that, that was a cool place. I went there with my friend number 88, Mike Irwin, after practice one day. Wow. Hang on. Cole running. Babes. <laughs> And cocaine. Cocaine left and right. <laughs> smells so good. Ed Clemens. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. He's the absolute oh, best. God. Four to six today would be no. Thank you, Ed. Man, I really thought oh, we were about to have just... the I thought we were about to have the scoop. He got he got us both. Oh my god. Because we got quiet and I, I did not he set us up for that joke yeah, perfectly. Yeah, I yeah. really, really thought he had something. <laughs> I love Ed so much. That's so, the best. So tremendous. Uh for the you guys know the White House, the Cowboys White House, like they they the were party palace. They the yes, the nineteen nineties Cowboys, Michael Irvin, Charles Haley. There were some other, I mean, Troy Eggman, Emmett Smith, I think they were less troublemakers. But, yeah, they rented a house that was just specifically for st- stashing all of their drugs and hoes. And women, yeah. And they would go there and, you know, it was just a place to put to party. And, oh, man, thems were the days. And I don't doubt that Ed, Ed Clements probably went, probably went there. I don't know. I don't know. I, he's been to that Mac Brown house that he's around. Yeah, so, Ed, Ed's, Ed Ed's, Ed's had some fun times. Thank you so much, Eddie. You're the, you're the best, that. man. 512-834-1027 is the phone number. I thought Ed was calling to fact check us. As usual, you guys are 
free to call in and point out uh, the CJ and I's mistakes. 512-834-1027. It's the Almost Sports Show back after this. Hold on. Now back to Almost Sports with Jason and CJ on 1027 ESPN. 512-834-1027 is the phone number again. Uh, our thanks to the great Ed Clements giving us the scoop from Sark's press conference today where he is not naming a starting quarterback uh, we're going to come back to that because, A, I think that's some goofball nonsense. What are you doing? Are you really, you're running misdirection on West Virginia by not telling? But I Maybe think, he's just dug in. It's his thing. We really uh, disagree in that. You say don't play Hudson Card till he's 100%. Or, or, or excuse Quinn, me, Quinn Ewers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that I agree with that. But we'll we'll come back to that uh, afternoon. Uh, let's do our daily CJ Morgan top ten list. What are we counting down today, CJ? Yes. Uh, Follow up to the top ten best Super Bowl halftime shows ever. Of course, as a child, Michael Jackson was my number one. Also, Cowboys back, back, back. Finally yeah. back. Uh, I'm d- gonna do the top <laughs> ten worst Super Bowl halftime shows. And you'll probably get the a hint worst, of uh, Super Bowl halftime worst shows. Worst Super Bowl halftime shows. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I've gone on the record of saying I think it's fine and fun to have pop artists and to make it a pop, fun, wild experience yeah. uh, instead of just old fogey bands, the yeah. Rolling Stones, etc. Because it's not for the football fans. It is for... The spouses, the kids, the, the people uh, at the, the party. The other people at the Super Bowl party who won't Correct. shut up while you're trying to watch the game. Exactly. The, the halftime shows for them. Um, that being said, there are a lot of artists that I hate, mm. loathe, anger. Mm. I'm what you might call a bit of a douche music snob. <laughs> uh, and so really? there's, there's, a, there's a few on there with that. But uh, let's just start with number 10. Also my top, making the top 10 best. Also my top 10 worst. Got to say Janet and Justin, because again, huge controversy. And after the the wardrobe malfunction, the FCC, the Bush administration said, you know what? That is inappropriate. Yeah. There was a nipple on television. So yeah. we are going to get together and go after radio. That makes we, sense. We're going right? to attack radio. We're going to fine a millions. Right. We're, we're going to shut down the Howard Stearns and Man Cows and Jason Dicks of the world. <laughs> oh, what a, what company. I, I, I know. I'll put you up there with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what my number Man 10. What is doing? Is he all right out there? He had some... St- oh, he was the whole uh, Hulk Hogan... Was wife. he involved in I the think, Bubba the... No, that's no, Bubba, that's the, Bubba the, love the Love Sponge. sponge. Yeah. Either, both those dudes, like realized they couldn't cut it as shock jocks anymore and turned into what what every sh- good shock jock radio guy does when they want to make money mm-hmm. uh they become conservative political commentators I was gonna say, yeah, instead i know man cow went full fox news on us yeah. which mm-hmm, questionable move there yeah questionable move like some for some reason a boy band guy takes out janet jackson's nipple and it's radio people's fault like why did we catch all, all i the think hat, it was just I, I, the bush administration was wonderful mm. at using opportunities right to do things that drive i think that, they'd wanted to for a while drive that decency nail into america's coffin yes you, there was uh for that back in uh 19 and in the uh the, never mind. I'm not going to get into history. But ne- never let a good uh, controversy go unexploited about okay. the Spanish-American war, Cuba, something, something. Number nine. Uh, number nine is very simple. Everything before 1990. Uh, they hadn't quite figured out what a Super Bowl halftime show was, what to do. So everything before 1990. 
Number eight, we got New Kids on the Block in 1991. Okay, that's interesting, because I was going to say, I thought Michael Jackson was the first one, but that would have been 92 or 93 was Michael Jackson, but they they had ones before, but it was like weird blends of marching bands and jugglers, and then then Diana Ross. Like, it was, it it wasn't quite the production until... Number eight, uh, 1991, New Kids on the Block, even though it's one of my worst, it's not the New Kids on the Block's fault. Uh, They were told to perform very specific songs. They had a kiddies choir. Yeah, They they had a children's choir with them, and it was also at the time of the Gulf War, so they were kind of supposed to do some pandery kind of things, and it just uh, was really awkward. Oh, oh, oh. I love the band. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, you go. The right stuff. Uh, Number seven, The Who in 2010. The Who had uh, famously never seen American football. They were given DVDs. Really? Uh, Why? They don't need to film study to play the halftime show? Well, apparently they could have used more because they were completely unprepared and it was just remarkably awkward and bad. Uh, number six, also awkward and bad. They tried their best. Uh, the Blues Brothers reunited back in 1997. Um, Belushi, obviously dead. Uh, it was it was John Goodman and uh, Belushi's the the younger Belushi, as well as I think well, Dan King. Aykroyd, right? Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Is Dan Aykroyd. I don't think did the Super Bowl halftime show. So none of the the original Blues Brothers were. Yeah, oh, I think okay. it was just John Goodman and. Uh, um, Jim Belushi? Jim Belushi, yeah. Mm. The the brother, and just not a great show. Uh, like number mm. five, in 1994, allegedly, the Super Bowl whatever committee decided to play things safe because uh, that was a time of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, grunge. All right. Uh, they instead went with Tanya Tucker, Clint Black, and Travis Tritt, an all-country Super Bowl halftime show, and the uh, the mood and the audience of music at the time was not a, all about Tanya Tucker, Clint Black, or right, Travis Tritt. Right. I uh, get down on some country music every once in a while, but I always say the three of them, I don't I don't really know anything about. I I do too, but yeah, not not yeah. them. You give me some Towns Van Zant, I'll I'll get all sad. Is that Any country day. music? Singer songwriter, yeah. yeah. That's that's I not I mean Garth Brooks. I'm a Garth I, I like, George Strait. Our, uh, Way our, down yonder on the Chattahoochee, Alan Jackson, our, uh, Brooks and Dunn. I'm very disappointed that our, our work uh, stepdaughter, Emily, invited me to a black tie event. Huh? And so I responded with the joke, well, would it ruin your, if I showed up in boots, would it ruin your black tie affair? Oh, no, she didn't. She didn't get it. She Come just, on, she Emily. Just, she just responded with something like, oh, no, oh. I don't think it's more Austin chic. And I'm like... It, it, she it, has friends in no low places at all. Yeah, at least get that medium one. elevation places at best. Uh, number four, 2014, Bruno Mars and the Chili Peppers. Mm. Hey, let's mash up pop and pop rock, and guess what? It's all going to be pre-recorded and lip synced. Yeah, that's see that is the the most perfect example of like this one is the some uh, studio executives who are just making sure they click off all the demographics correct so like okay They're like we, we failed with the Travis Tritt thing <laughs> yeah 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 
we can cover all of our bases by we'll get Bruno Mars and that's all of the soccer mom and the ladies and the kids. Uh, but then we'll also, what about the big, big beardy dude type guys? Get them some red hot chili peppers. In hey, here. they did it again. That one was so bad they decided to drop the pop alt chili peppers. Two years later, 2016, Bruno Mars returns, but this time with Coldplay and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Hey. How about just have Beyonce instead of ass, ass, trash, Coldplay, pop, and whatever Bruno Mars is? You don't like Coldplay? I did what the did Coldplay do to you. Uh, first, come on, first, man. Chris, first Martin? couple of al- albums I liked. Uh, I think the the album that had the scientists on it, Clocks, that was the last one yeah. I liked, and then it just I think it's kinda, literally called the scientists. Or right? no, uh, you know, oh, no, Viva they, La Vida was all right, uh, but now they're just X and Y. They're just I'm very an X pop. and Y guy. X and Y guy would fix you. It wasn't bad, yeah. but then it then then they really just got sing songy, poppy. It'll mm, happen. Uh, CJ Morgan, music douche, music douche. I am. I'll admit it, man. I don't care. Like, is that I, a? Fi- that I, I know the national or Radiohead aren't going to be playing a Super Bowl halftime show anytime soon. So me and my sad dad friends can kind of mm. like mope to it. Like that's fine. I get it. If that's it's not, not a, for me, a feature on. The C.J. Morgan afternoon show on 101X. You should make it one. C.J. Well, Morgan, music douche. Here's the problem is on the music show, uh-huh. we play that music that I sometimes very angrily hate. And I was once Uh-oh. told by a wise man in radio <laughs> that it does not behoove you to be cooler than the brand. Oh. Especially when... I know that wise man's word. I know which one. You know I, I yes, can identify because the, the wise man by those words. You and I have both been in trouble yeah, at times yeah, for... Yeah. You know, I, I st- CJ Morgan, <laughs> music douche. I feel like I won that one because he doesn't tell me that anymore. And well, I, still, I, I still mean, do the thing. to be fair, you're doing more of a talk show oh, yeah. than, than yeah, no, a rock know. show. I'm, I'm kind of rock and I talk. Know. I don't know what I'm doing over there. Man, or I, here. That disturbed Anywhere. cover of, of Simon and Garfunkel makes <laughs> every, me like angry. Every time that comes on, I'm like, how is this? Is this a mistake? I, it's it, it's like he's trying to channel that whole '90s <laughs> we're singing for the kids in Sarajevo kind of vibe, and it's just so. Yeah. And I know David Draymond lives here; he's a good What's dude. Up, I've met him, Mr. Draymond. But that is that is so bad. Like that should not be. Yeah. How? Yeah. I also feel I feel like this is my safe space to vent and be a music douche right. because I know the I, I, people in, enjoying our venting here. What number are you on? I was going to tell you. Uh, we got two more. This is all over the place, but yeah. Once upon a time, one hundred and one X. I I was. Did it get struck by lightning that day? Something crazy happened, and the music just started. I was. I'm not paying attention. I look up and stroke it. Stroke me. Billy Squire is playing, and I was like, "What the hell is going oh, on?" Oh, that's here? my fault. What is that? Um, no, our uh, my co-host on on that show, Matt yeah. Bearden, had a stroke. Oh, so I put in Billy Squire's. So every time he talks, I start playing that song. Oh, that's great because of HIPAA violations. I can't say it was before Matt Bearden was even invented, though. Oh, and so uh, it was back really? in the day. Yeah, it was it was some back. sort of the, the computer just went on the fritz, and I was like, I don't know. I guess we're supposed to play Billy Squire's stroke. And uh, yeah, the boss was very upset with me. I'm like, I didn't do I it. Didn't do it. <laughs> just play it. But he's like, How do you not know that that shouldn't belong? And I would say, How does that disturbed? Sound despite the sound. Hey, Whatever. don't break the playlist. You didn't break it. It was in there. <sighs> okay, sorry. Uh, that was a quick. All right. Uh, two one of X guys bitching about the music <laughs> aside. <laughs> Top 10 worst Super Bowl halftime shows in history. Number two back in 2019 in the middle of uh, some controversy involving also one Colin Kaepernick. Uh, they could not get anyone. Cardi B said no. Rihanna mm-hmm. playing it this year said no. Mm-hmm. Many artists Rihanna. said no. Um, 
Maroon 5, however, said, Maroon 5 famously played that show, and there were many moments of Adam Levine ripping his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, soccer mom, sure they love him, but Maroon Five is a bad band, and it's even worse. He's like he's like Sugar Ray, but worse because Sugar <laughs> Ray was actually once a kind of punk band. Yeah, Adam Levine's wanted to be that guy, but he's not, and he makes music for soccer moms and HR ladies listening to <laughs> Mix ninety four seven. But that is not as bad as number one. The absolute worst has to be the Black Eyed Peas. Back oh, in 2011. I, I remember that one specifically because they did a cover of Sweet Child of Mine. With Slash. Yeah. Fer- and it Fergie was, was singing Sweet Child of Mine. And correct. Like, yeah. Everything was a nightmare with that. Usher good. was also brought out, and he Ooh. kind of just tried to hide. Ooh. It was very, very uncomfortable. It was one of the worst performance-wise ever, and, and it's sad because Black Eyed Peas, I'm not a fan, I hate a lot of their songs, many of them, uh, but you were hearing them everywhere. They were at their peak and then came out and just blew it at the Super Bowl mm. halftime show. And then Fergie, you know, wet her pants and quit the band. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Slash, that. Uh, Slash is still Slash. Slash is still. There no, we go. Slash will still show up and, and get paid if you want. Correct. If you want him. He will play your kid's birthday party. If you write South Park has a whole thing. <laughs> you, will, you will do it. Uh, okay, that was a fun one. Did you guys? I enjoyed that. Our anger seeps through. <laughs> that was a fun one. Can we do that? Can we use other radio stations to bitch about our other station now that yeah. we're on two stations? I'd bitch about this show on the other one all okay, the there time. Okay, there yeah. we go. That, that, that's, what you, that's what you meant when you said cross-promote, right, Bob? That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm doing here. Uh, okay, quick break. Uh, we will do Thursday draft day with our guy Nick Hajda on the other side of this. Hold on.